All right, episode two, let's go. It's been already over a week since the last time we brought you guys anything. And a lot's happened. Now we're in the end of the regular season bubble restart. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about, which hopefully by the end of this episode, by the time it's out, we finally get a Twitter page for everyone to follow and you guys to kind of give us some feedback on anything you guys want to hear or topics to talk about. There's been a lot of crap going on in the NBA. Like literally no one really expected uh, like half of the things that have been going on in the bubble. Big surprises. And we got a bunch of topics. Um, first of all, I kind of want to ask you, let's see, what are your thoughts on, on the NBA restart so far? Like what are your biggest takeaways now that we're approaching the end of the bubble restart? Um, I think it's going incredibly well. Like with this whole pandemic going on, they haven't had any Corona tests, um, pop up over there. So there's a way to bring sports back with, um, a safe environment, which I think the NFL and, um, college sports should take a look at because it looks like it's working and everybody's trying to take care of themselves in there because all they want to do is play basketball. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna, did you hear about, like, what they're going to do now for the postseason, for, like, the bubble? Uh, they're going to allow four guests, right? Yeah, I think so, like, four guests per members or per player. And then I think, like, children, too. Yeah, but I think they have to be a certain height. Like, 33 inches? Yeah, or something like that. Like, I think that, like, that's... Uh, like, whatever it is at an amusement park, you know? You got to be this tall to ride this ride. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be this tall to get into the bubble, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of... And I was kind of, like, thinking about it. Do you think it's going to be, like, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think, like, the potential of more cases coming up are going to rise? Or do you think, like, the NBA is going to, you know, continue to move forward without, like, any kind of, not distractions, but, like, kind of, you know, COVID infections coming up? Um, I think they're going to do it smartly because they said after the first round, right? I think so, yeah. So that means a lot of the players that didn't make it or aren't in the first round or got eliminated are going to be sent home. So it's going to be way less people, you know? Mm. Think about it. Say, I don't know how many teams are going to advance after the second round, but there's going to be six teams in each conference. What if there are only four teams in each conference? After the first round? Yeah. Oh, after the first round, it should be four teams in each conference. Okay, so that's only eight teams total. Mm-hmm. And there was at least, what, 24 teams? So where do you think they're going to put them, though? Are they going to be kind of taking the spots of, like, are they going to be staying with the players, or are they going to be staying at the hotels where, where like, the other teams were staying at? I feel like they have to stay in the bubble if they want to go in. They'll, oh, yeah, probably, yeah. they'll probably have one shot. And, yeah, they'll have to probably stay. They could probably, like, say LeBron James and his family. They'll be able to stay in his room oh, or they're something. Gonna, they're going to get the luxury suite for yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I think they're going to be um, hard on the, the members that come into the bubble, too, because they got to make them quarantine and everything. So then the players mm-hmm. are safe and everybody else is safe. They, I'm pretty sure they have it on lock. Yeah. I, I wonder, too, like... If they're going to have, like, the family members, are they going to be able to go and t- attend the games? Or are they going to be only able to, like, watch from the hotel room, be a virtual attendance? Like, I'm, that's kind of the thing I'm kind of wondering about. Because if they're already in the bubble and you have these players going to these other games, I mean, it's kind of, like, the same thing, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. That's going to be on uh, the NBA commissioner and what the league thinks about that. I feel like maybe no fans at the attendance unless you're a player mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy either way like when players are watching other teams 
like studying them because I think CP3 was at the Rockets game studying studying the Rockets because he knows he's gonna have them in the first round most likely. Oh yeah, these I mean they're they're even if they're not going to the games, they're all watching each other's games like, like an they, AAU thing. Yeah, they have nothing else to do, and it's like I don't know, like the whole bubble thing. Yeah, like you said AAU, like it it kind of put them in this different mode, like. And that's, I think that's why you're kind of seeing some of these players and some of these teams kind of like overperforming and underperforming because because of it, you know, they're not traveling. There's no jet lag going on. So they're easy, you know, they get into rhythms easier and these games are happening like, you know, one day after another, as opposed to like, they're only playing like probably two days out of the week. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, also, you know what I heard the other day? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. These like say back when the nba was regular right when they played in their hometowns or whatever uh-huh. you you played and you got to go home and leave basketball mm-hmm. right now players it's all basketball all the time yeah. and imagine the mental toll that takes on somebody that's not prepared for that mm-hmm. i mean i kind of think i kind of th- think that i mean that kind of goes hand in hand with uh you know with them going into the bubble like they they knew kind of like the structure of what was going to happen being in the bubble so for them like they you know they should have mentally prepared themselves and i know like it's it's easier said than done because you know you never really can't prepare yourself to being inside of a bubble isolated from people i mean look at us like we're we're quarantining mostly like in our home so it's kind of like similar except that like these guys literally like they have they're very restricted and stuff um so like you know Jalen Brown, like, I think he expressed, like, kind of some concerns about, like, not being able to have, like, anyone around, which I think that's kind of what led to having guests around, like, after the first round because that kind of, that thing got brought up. Um, but, no, like, yeah, it's it's going to be challenging for them, but this is where it comes down to they're being professionals. Like, it's a, it's a job. It's a yeah. career. They're, they're putting yeah. it all on the line. To- yeah, they played, they're playing this game because, you know, they – they want to be the best or they want to win that title. So what, mm-hmm. so this is kind of like, kind of going to show who's really about it and who's really not about it. Chris, who um, do you think is the most surpri- surprising team in the bubble? Surprising team in the bubble. Okay. So I wanted to say um, originally, if I have to do Western conference, I wanted to say trailblazers because they have done exactly what I said. I mean, not surprising in my, like for me exactly. Cause I kind of expected them to kind of perform this way. I did not expect Dame Lillard to be going off the way that he has, though. I, you know, for sure. But I have to kind of say the Suns because they have been the—they're the only team undefeated, even though they have got some breaks. Like the Sixers, they played against them with no Embiid or uh, Simmons. So I mean, it's kind of some matchups have kind of worked out in their favor, but at the same time, like Devin Booker hit a dagger on the Clippers, two best players, PG and Kawhi. Who, you know, PG, instead of laughing, I think you should probably practice on uh, clutch time defending because you have quite a few game winners hit on you. I mean, better offense beats great defense. Honestly, you can't fault PG for that. That was, he contested him. That was just, Booker yelled Kobe, bro. It was going in. Hey, Kobe did give him those shoes and mm-hmm. said, you're next. Yep. So Be, be legendary is what he wrote or, on or, him. Yeah, be legendary, right? Be legendary, yeah. bro. And if Kobe said that, I mean, he doesn't. He, does he doesn't not miss. Just, yeah, he doesn't miss. Look at Jason Tatum, dude. I, Jason. Oh man, every time I think about Jason Tatum, I always think about the fact that we took Lonzo Ball over him. <laughs> the guy me that off. was averaging five Jeez, points in the man. bubble. But, yeah, um, like you said, the Blazers are um, playing out of their mind. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, 
it sucks that I just heard that um, McCollum is struggling with a little back fracture. Yeah. And he's been struggling for the last four games or something, and it shows in his game. Um, my concern is, can he maintain playing on that? Is it... Uh, two questions. Is it going to um, hurt him in the end worse by not resting it? And is it going to hurt the Blazers a lot for playing him and not getting the productive the productivity that he that they need yeah um i think right now it's kind of tough for the blazers as a team not having him on there because even though he has an injury concern he he's still a threat out there it's kind of like kevin durant last year with the, in the playoffs so he was kind of like at a point he was a decoy and and that's kind of what they need him to be but then you know he he got comfortable and then you know that's when the injury you know he worsened the injury so it's it's a double-edged sword you know it's can help the team but it's also can hurt the team and you know the player cj himself because he can you know further injure himself uh, i think it's going to come down to kind of the training staff you know they're going to have to decide what exactly they're going to want to do um is it worth it uh i'm just afraid that if he continues because i mean him going just shows the heart that he has and that's admirable but my concern and, and i hope and I don't think Portland's the type of organization to use him as much as they can and then kick him out the door and push in Gary Trent Jr. in that starting slot since he has been shooting well. That's what I don't want to happen, but that's kind of my concern with CJ. But I feel like it might help Portland more. If CJ's not performing to hit, like, not even because he's a, what, 20 point, 30 bucket a night? He's about like 20, he's like about like a 20 20- bucket a night and 30 high 30 at high 30 at his best you know at best um at worst probably like 15 but he's usually going to get you about 22 points yeah but right now i feel like last game he only had 14 yeah i feel if uh gary trent jr had more minutes he'd be more productive than cj i don't know if it's helping the blazers having him out there or hurting him more that's um a tough one yeah i mean i think as kind of the, as the games progress, they're gonna Terry Stoss is gonna have to kind of like see how to play CJ, either to reduce the minutes. That's so that's gonna be something they're gonna really have to strap down on. Um, but I want to get to the Eastern Conference surprising team for me. I already kind of brought them up, the Sixers. I kind of thought they were gonna do a lot better with Ben Simmons being a power forward, but honestly, it hasn't really seemed like it's been working out at all. It's just. Embiid's not using his body, you know, backing people down in the post. And Ben Simmons isn't shooting. And he's not, it's not really being as productive as you would like it to be again. Um, so as my surprising team, I'm going to say the Sixers on the, for the Eastern Conference. Oh, surprisingly bad. That's what you were trying to say, right? Or Well, I mean, su- surprising team. Like, most, yeah. su- like you know, most surprising team in, of the Eastern Conference because of yeah. how, how bad they've been. But also, like, unlucky, too, because they've had... Now, now they're hurt again. So it kind of comes down to what are they going to do? Are they going to get rid of both of them? I think they should because I just don't see them working together. Well, the surprising team I see that came out of the East is um, Indy. TJ Warner came out of nowhere. A walking bucket. He came, he came back down to earth after they played Miami. But he's um, struggling with the same injuries a bonus has. A foot injury. Um, and Oladipo decided to play. He opted in because he's in the beginning. He said he didn't want to play, and now he mm-hmm. played. And they 
it looked good, but if Warner's foot's hurting, Warren, yeah, his foot's hurting, he's not going to be able to be able to give you those 30 points he was averaging. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're definitely surprising. Um, Jimmy's, I mean, I think the Heat and Jimmy Butler have, like, the whole season had the advantage over TJ Warren. So, even, like, in the bubble, it's still translated. He even trolled him. Did you see the that, the video he did? Jimmy? Yeah. No, I did not. No? Oh, you should watch it. He was just kind of just trolling him. Um, but, I mean, that's yeah. Why, that's why we need our Insta- our Twitter page. That's so that all people we need. can be seeing the videos we post. We can retweet, Re- but we're going to get it soon. Week. We're going to get it soon. Okay. So, road to the eighth seed. Now, I'm going to start off with the Eastern Conference. The eighth seed was always settled. It was never going to change. Now, Western Conference. We have the Blazers, like I said, on the eighth seed. But I think what Memphis is still a game off. So half a game? Half a game off, so that meaning that there's still... All, a, all three teams, um, Memphis... And San Antonio. And the Suns are half a game behind. And the Suns. So there's still a play-in game that can happen between... I mean, is it 10 and 9, and then winner that plays 8, or is it just 9 and 8? 9 and 8, just 9 and 8. 9 and 8. 9 has to beat 8 twice, 8 just has to beat 9 and 1. Yeah. So, I mean, it's looking like Portland's going to take the 8th eighth, eighth spot. Um... Don't like that for the Lakers at all, because I just don't think that's going to be a good matchup. But that will be a conversation for a different time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see oh. anyone else overtaking them. Um, yeah, they have um, the Nets. They have the Nets on Thursday. Portland. They, Portland has the Nets on Thursday, and that they they control their own destiny. Yeah. So if they want it, and if Dame's about it. You know, he's going for sixty again or fifty. Yeah, at least. you you know, Dame's playing with some attitude yeah, right now. He's, he's mad. He, he, he said, fuck Skip Bayless. He did. He fucking put, said, respect some, res, put some respect on my name is what he said. Um, speaking about seedings, the West is kind of crazy. Um, Clippers could drop down to three. Which would, which would probably be a Mavericks. No, they'll be Utah, but, which benefits them. But, but you don't think Utah can drop a game and, and Mavs take one? Mavs, or, or need, Mavs need to take uh, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, I w- say. But what if? Uh, but what if Utah loses one? Then it's only one. Yeah, then it's just one. Okay. Well, how many games does Utah have? They only they each have one game left. So one game. Yeah. So, so Utah, you, I think that's pretty much. Set. Yeah. So it's gonna be the deciding factor. I think Nuggets played a night actually against the Clippers, and I want the Clippers to win so they stay in the second seed and have to play the Mavericks. I feel like that'd be a great first round matchup. You know, yeah, I think it would be good. I mean, the, I still think they would beat them. I just think that it would give them a much go to tougher time. for sure. Yeah, it, it's not going to be a sweep for uh-uh. sure. It won't. Like, Dantich is, like, okay, maybe the defense isn't all there on Dallas, but the offense is clicking. And what has D'Antoni done? He's just been with the philosophy of straight. I'm going to outscore everyone. I don't care. Is it going to fucking work? Probably not. But that's their philosophy, and you're still going to grow into like better players into their prime where they're going to be better defensively so for the Mavs later it's not going to be a problem because they'll be better now they're not expected to win um, yeah and then um, I think the Clippers the Clippers oh this is a crazy one if the Jazz lose or the Jazz win and Thunder lose um, Jazz can go up to five mm-hmm. and then they play the Rockets Wait, wait, Jazz plays the Rockets? Yeah. 
it, it's it's tight. Um, I mean, the actually, jazz because that middle section is all it's, it, tight. It, it's, it's per, tight. It's all like a game apart from each mm-hmm. other, really. And then the, two and three are like a game apart. So like the standings, it could change. It, by it's, it's definitely the weekend. change. Yeah, it. I don't even know what's gonna happen. But I mean, the Eastern Conference, those standings That's are already, yeah, already. Those, those, those are set. You got um, top to bottom, respectively. You have Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you have Toronto Raptors. Then you have Boston Celtics. Then you have Miami Heat. Then you got 76ers. Indy. Or Indy, 76ers. Brooklyn. Then Brooklyn Nets. And then Magic. Which, honestly, I think surprisingly, if I want, let me just. Little sidetrack, go, go, uh, sidetracking going back. I think the Nets kind of surprised me in a way because I thought they were going to lose more games than they have. And I thought they were going to be the eighth seed because they had so many people missing. But they actually kept the seventh seed without any of their starters. So I, th- I honestly think they're impressive. So just a little shout out for them. A little, you know, a little shout. But yeah. So the Rockets have been a very good team throughout this NBA bubble. Kind of surprising. They, I didn't think they were going to do this well. But. Now comes out that Westbrook has a quad injury and he's out for the rest of the bubble games and he's kind of, they're kind of uncertain for the first round of the playoffs. What do you think about that? Um, it hurts him a lot. He has been playing incredible and very underlooked. He's scoring like high twenties, thirty points a game, and averaging like six and six. He's killing it. Um. That's going to be missed. Harden's going to have to play really heavy minutes if they want to be able to be, if they match up against OKC, because OKC looks like they're clicking. CP3 is playing incredible. Um, He's on a mission. Yeah. And they just, their guards are great. Stevie Adams is. He's solid. Yeah. I feel like they're really, they're like. They're they're a team that's like, they, they don't have one particular guy that stands out, but they're a unit. Mm hmm. And they're a strong one. Um, I think they're kind of like they, kind of a unit almost at like uh, Denver, except Denver has that solidified star, you know, mm-hmm. Jokic, which not to take away anything from CP, but, you know, he's already kind of a little past that, but he's still a great floor general. So you have to respect that. Yeah, um, and back to Westbrook, I think his injury is significant because, you know, Westbrook's hard-headed. Oh, yeah. He's going to try to rush back. And I don't think it, unless it's nothing too big, terrible, because it's a strain, which means it's a torn, torn thigh muscle at some point. Some something is torn there, and if he rushes back too fast, you know how explosive he is. He can tear that thing like Boogie did. Yeah, and Boogie I, rushed back and he tore his quad. And, and it's it's a concerning injury for sure, because I mean he's very explosive in the way that he plays, like super athletic. So they're a really small team. And their tallest guy, I think, is Robert Covington. I think he's, what, 6'9"? Yeah. So, him I being... I thought it was crazy that he's taller than P.J. Tucker. Yeah, he's, he's taller. P- P.J. is pretty much kind of like a little... He's kind of like Draymond. He's Yeah, bigger dude. They're kinda. just big dude holding down the paint, mm-hmm. really. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that's their tallest player. So, a lot of their rebounding comes from their guards, you know, Harden and Westbrook. Harden's a good rebounder. He's not going to do it by himself, obviously. And Westbrook, he's super athletic, so he's got like forty, what, like a forty-something like vertical going over people. That's yeah, so, but if he's hurt, that vertical's gonna drop. So that's what I'm saying. So that oh, and, the if he, and if he makes it, if he pushes himself to do that vertical, he's gonna 
That's what I'm saying. Injure so himself. so that's where you know that's hurting the Rockets as a team because if he comes back, you know he might lose a little bit athleticism, which takes away from his like offensive it's, game yep. too because. You know, he has one of the quickest first steps and he can get to the rim at, at like, you know, whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be much more, um, much more hurtful for their whole team than, you know, than if it was kind of not like I wouldn't say Harden because Harden's a vital part. But, you know, someone who doesn't rely so much on their athleticism. Um, yeah. Who would you say are the top point guards in the league right in the bubble right now? Top point guards in the bubble. Point guards could be point forwards as well. Point forward? Point guard, point forward, because they're intermixed right now, okay. honestly. So, top point guards. Um, I'm going to throw Dame as number one. Just because like he's put the team on his back. He's not taking shit from no one. And he's, instead of just talking about it, he's showing you about he's it. about it. Yeah. So, I'll put him as number one of... And number two, I'll put Westbrook on number two. Okay. I think. He's not in my list, but okay. Or let's see, who, who in the bubble? Am I forgetting about someone? Am I? I'll let you, I'll, I'll tell you mine so you can think about yours for a second. Okay? I, mean, I mean, I had like a top, I had like a top five of like uh, point guards in general right now. Oh, in the league? Yeah, league, league, league not, not regarding, so like. Not not taking into uh, into account injuries, meaning Kyrie and Steph are qualified. Okay, okay. Um, I'd say we keep it in the bubble because that's what we're focusing on. In the bubble? Yeah. So I would say mine are Dame, Luca, uh, CP3, Harden, and fifth one. Ah oh, man, I wrote somebody twice. Fifth one. I hate you. I need to know. It's okay. We're just waiting. I guess I'll put LeBron because without LeBron, the Lakers are nothing. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have a ball handler. He's He is like their their ball handler, sole ball handler, really. If That's you, why I unless you want to count forward, Luka, Luka's a point forward and yeah. LeBron's a point forward. I mean, Luka too, he plays, a, he plays shooting guard and he's a ball handler. Honestly, right now, positions aren't really a thing. If they just... Ever since they got rid of like the center, like yeah. the, like in the what the All NBA, like positions in the NBA just went out the, out the door. Like it doesn't matter anymore. If you can ball handle, you you, you can be considered a guard. So, um, I mean, if we're gonna keep it in the bubble, I would say uh, Dame, Luca, um, I'm gonna put Westbrook in there. So I'll put CP because CP is doing good. But I am going to put Westbrook in there because he has been a big part of their team. And, you know, big knock on, on Harden is that he gets gassed out. And then that's when, you know, the whole team goes to shit. And I, and I like the complimentary of Westbrook because he has that energy to keep it going. When he, you know, if he ever goes into, you know, starts fuming out, Westbrook kind of keeps it going and keeps the team afloat. So I think I'm going to put him in there just because... I'm going to finally give him some props because not saying I'm a fucking Westbrook hater because I'm not, but I have been someone to always kind of criticize him and push back on him because I, I feel like some moments people kind of praise him too much when he shouldn't be, but I'm going to put you at four. See, I'm going to put you at four Westbrook. So um, I guess I would put 
five, uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I was I was torn putting Kyle Lowry in there. I'll, I'll put him fifth just because he, he he did go off and he's even though he's what would he piss off Dwight and uh, Dwight and uh, what's his name and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, he. Yeah, Eric Gordon <laughs> wired Yeah, he. Oh, he told him the room number eight. Yeah. Eight thirty six, everyone. So if you guys are in Orlando, go to eight, room eight thirty six. You want to catch Kyle Lowry, but I, I would say that would be my top five, though. Okay, so we had the other day on TNT. Draymond Green was actually there, and he was kind of just trolling with uh with the Chuckster and stuff. Uh, and you can totally tell that Kenny the Jet Smith was totally in on the jokes too. Like he he was instigating it. He would kind of like he, he kind of set it up, and uh, it was I mean it was hilarious to watch. But um, do you think that fifty thousand dollar fine was actually you know appropriate to give him? Do you consider that tampering, or would you say that it was kind of a part of the the joke that they were kind of uh, trying to like put on Chuck since he did play for the Phoenix Suns? I think that it was um, it was not worth it, but like to give him that fine. But Draymond has always been hated by by the league. By the league, I feel like he has a lot of the, uh, the league um, throws the law on him down too hard and too fast for little things. He didn't really say that Booker should go to the Warriors. He just said get Booker out of the Phoenix because he's too good to be rotting rotting away in there, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they trade him. Um, I, yeah, if he leaves, it's probably going to be free agency, or he he pulls an AD and demands a trade. Yeah, um, Booker is incredible. He's been playing incredible in the bubble. He he just needs a little more help. But right now, the Suns look great. And imagine if they get Otto Porter Jr. back. He's uh he's out. No, 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 no. Kelly uh, Oubre. Kelly Oubre, my bad. Kelly Oubre. Junior. Junior. <laughs> Kelly Oubre Junior. Wrong, wrong Junior. Wrong Junior. The guy with the cute eyes. Right. <laughs> Mr. Um, Steal Your Girl. Yeah, and man, maybe. <laughs> I know, true, true. Um, but, I mean, because, yeah, when I was when I was listening to it, and just to get more context um, behind it, so Draymond was kind of saying Devin Booker should leave the Phoenix. Um, looking back at it, well, it's I, I think it was a little harsh. Kind of like you said, they're, they're a little too harsh on Draymond because wasn't there, like, a time where the president or, like, the owner of the Suns brought in goats into the front office or something? I don't know. I just know that there's been such a, like, a bunch of wacky, weird things going on, like, with the whole organization, like, that's came out over the couple, like, last couple of years. So, like, I think he, when I heard that from Draymond, I didn't think he was kind of being like, hey, come to the Warriors. I yeah, think there he was, was nothing in, like, saying, like, come no. to the Warriors. Like, if he would have said it about Giannis, I'd be a little more like, yeah, you know, because the Warriors are the team that could be able to pull, pull that move and have Giannis go to the dubs. Exactly. So And they were just joking around. Um, Kenny Kenny Smith even said, isn't that tampering? Joking around? Yeah. Um, and they were just having fun, just talking. Maybe, um, I, I think Draymond maybe threw that thing at Chuck because Chuck never, didn't, didn't leave the Suns, right? Or no, he was so there for a while. So he was with the, with the Sixers and he got... I think he got traded to the to Phoenix, and then eventually he went to the Rockets. 
or he went to the Rockets and then Phoenix. Yeah. But point being is that he played for the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. So when I heard it, it was kind of like get get him the hell out of there because you know just to throw a shot at at Chuck for all the shots I he's taken at yeah. Draymond through the years. But you know that's all freaking. I be, I feel like it's all just fake stage drama because Chuck and Draymond have said some harsh stuff. I mean, like if anybody talks to me like that, best believe we're throwing. Oh, hands, it's on you know? site. Um, <laughs> it's on site. Everyone get ready, ready to rumble. But I don't know that 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 little um uh, show on TNT was funny. Um, Draymond ran raced Candy Smith kind of to the. To the screen, to, to, to the screen, and, yeah, uh, to the screen, and everybody clowned it on, clowned it on him on Twitter, saying that's the fastest I ever seen Draymond run, this and that. Draymond got a little upset, it's like, oh, you guys haven't seen me in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, we seen you in the playoffs, and we seen you also in the playoffs, so both ways. But I mean, how how weird is it though that he gets a fifty fifty thousand dollar fine for doing that? But Giannis headbutts someone, and he only gets one game suspension. I know he hasn't really had like a bad track. He hasn't had a bad track record, and now he's kind of considered like the the face, if not one of the faces of the league. But Two t might be back to back MVP. Might be back to back MVP. He might even be Defensive Player of the Year. But like, I don't know. What do you think about that? About like only one game suspension? Like I think it should have been at least two. Sorry for cutting you off there, but I yeah. think it should have been at least two because everybody knows he was gonna sit this game. So it doesn't matter if he got suspended for this game. It, he wasn't going to play this game. Yeah. Um, Giannis has been irritated in the bubble lately, I've seen. I don't, oh, know, yeah, if, I don't know if he's mentally not um, ready for the league, for this whole thing. Um, but he... He's playing He's playing way more angry than, than he usually does. And I don't know if, it's, if it has something to do with um, kind of all the players being inside of a bubble... So like there's more interactions and there's probably like distant maybe like there's something like behind the scenes that like it hasn't really came out yet that um, that could that's probably led to that or even maybe just kind of what you mentioned before like these players are in a bubble they're not like socializing with their, with their family so it could even be you know frustration from not being with their loved ones but he has he has played a little more angry but still I think didn't he get into a scuffle with a Magic player was it Gordon or was it a different Magic? I forget. Or a Nets player. Didn't a Nets player kind of throw him and toss him a little bit and he tried to get into his face? I don't know. I just, I know that he's been playing with, with a little bit more aggression, which is totally fine because, I mean, you see Westbrook always playing with the aggression, but, you know, there's there's a fine line. Uh, but I think also Giannis is a little upset of being always um, um, hacked and fouled hard, but he kind of goes into the rim and looking for the contact. Yeah, so, I mean... So, I mean you kind of you get what you go in for, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, because that's, that's your play style. I mean, you can't, you can't be upset of it because they're doing that because they can't stop you any other way. And they're taking a hit, too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking believe, a hit. You best believe you get hit by Giannis. You're going to feel that shit. Yeah, you're going to feel it, and they're getting... And they're bracking up their fouls. How many times has Kobe gone fouled? Um... Even, like, if you want to go to, like, the extent of, like, you know, the shot, um, hack a shack, like, there's always been great players that have been hacked before, so he's not the first one, so if he's getting frustrated, you shoot. know. You gotta shoot your free it, throws better. He's it, a, what, 60% free throw shooter? Yeah, he, it's just, you know, same like, like LeBron, like, he, if you're upset about it, then do something about it. Mm -hmm. You saw Extend how, Bra game. 
You saw how Brandon Ingram went from like a 60-something free throw shooter to now this season. I think he, he finished off with like as an 86 or 80-plus or percent free throw shooter. So, you know. Big improvement. Yeah. So, he that's, that's something that I think he needs to work on. Um, but, you know, I think... I th- if, if not more games added, maybe $50,000 fine for him, too. I think Why it should not? have been two games. It should have been last se- regular season game and the f- one of the first games in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Draymond's a big a big name, too. So let's just stop taking money from him. And <laughs> shit, freaking y'all should be making like a lot more, too. So why not just start taking His a little bit from him? coming up. I know. And one last thing, Christian, before we head out, um, Orange County um, decided to name the date August 24th after Kobe Bryant, and they voted on it, and it passed. Um, And that's what I like to leave it, a good memory with Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe. One of the most influential basketball players that everybody has. A lot of the new up-and-coming stars have trained with and learned from. He was like they a lot of them say they're they're Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's their era and even though it was only Orange County that passed that, you better be damn sure that everyone around the world's going to be wearing that number 24 or 8 jersey, that purple and gold. So, thanks everyone again for for listening in and can't wait to bring up more interesting topics. So, we'll catch you guys later on the other side. Peace. Peace.